Get the duck boats ready. Get the duck boats ready. We got the cup. Back in the yellow, back in the yellow. You want to talk about a team? This is a team. You guys wanted it. We got it. Let's have some fun. Cue the memories presented by Bud Light. What's up, everyone, and welcome into this episode of Cue the Memories presented by Bud Light. We're remembering the 2011 Boston Bruins 10 years later. I am Eric Russo, and I'm joined, as always, by the new face of the National Hockey League, Andrew Ference. Who knew Cue the Memories would be so big you'd become a national centerpiece? Really took off quick there. Hey, did Shaq give us a shout out for the podcast, or no, it was just it was unrelated? I didn't hear that yet, but. The fact that your face was all over national TV was pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, you know, as long like I, I've been telling people, as long as the picture isn't moving, it's uh, it's somewhat easy to, to confuse me and Connor. Uh, Connor McDavid, <laughs> that is, the fastest player to ever play the game of hockey. Um, I was not the fastest player to ever play the game of hockey. Um, but hey, I'll take I'll take a win where I can get a win. They they don't ask how, they ask how many, and I'll stick with that. I mean, you're a Stanley Cup champion. That that's the most important thing here. And I've got him on that. And yes, we actually have a multiple time Stanley Cup champion. Our first ever on the pod, I think. Isn't isn't that true? I think I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. Well, s- switching gears, fair. Uh, I think this one's going to be pretty good. I- I'd say outside of Timmy Thomas and everything that he did for you guys, that uh, this guy's probably maybe the most influential of that 2011 team between what he did on the ice and off the ice. Uh, it's the Hall of Famer, Mark Recchi. And just legendary. I think, like, as, as a teammate, you, you know, it's one thing. You're, you're looking around at different guys, and, you know, on that team, you know, we had obviously Z, you know, just being this giant of a, of a man. And, you know, you had some pretty big uh, personalities on that team and uh, people that stand out. But I mean, when you have a guy that's played, I think, Mar- I think Recky's played like 3000 games or something like that. I, I might be wrong. I'm not the, I'm not the expert. Um, I, I've claimed that before, but. Uh, Luch can tell us. Luch can tell us. It's somewhere around 3000. I'm, I'm, I'm including playoffs too and exhibitions. So. I bet you if you added all those up, it'd be around there. But, I mean, he's done it all, right? He's won. He's played, you know, all the biggest games. He's from that era, too, of, of playing against some of the, you know, guys that we grew up watching, too. You know, and so you could go back and watch old games where Rex playing against uh, playing against Gretzky and, you know, Mario and – oh, with Mario, too. But, I mean, just all those uh, kind of legendary generation, right? And then to, to have a guy like Rex come on your team and – and then you go through a deep run. I mean, all of us in that locker room had watched Rex go through his own runs before, right? And win the cup and and do do some of those big games. And then you know to have him as a teammate going through the same thing. It's a uh, um, you know it's it's a recurring theme on here that's kind of like living out a, a childhood dream. But yeah, that's what it is, right? Uh, you know, there's certain guys that you play with uh, in your career that you you know legitimately watched as a kid growing up and and have memories of of seeing them on the ice doing their thing and. And all of a sudden, they're your teammate. It's it's just baffling to me. It's it's really crazy. Well, I was a youngin, as you know, so I remember like '06 Cup Recky. That that's my memories. But I just remember when he came here, like this guy gives us some legitimacy. And not that you didn't, fair, and not that the other guys didn't, but like that's all right. I don't take it personally. It had been a down period for a time, and there wasn't much hope for a cup for you know a decade or whatever it was. And then you know things started to look up. And then Recky came in, two cups to his name, and it just seemed like, okay, now we're going. Got the big name free agents, Z, Savvy, the young stars with Kretsch and Berge, and then a legit cup-winning veteran presence comes in. And it just seemed like everything was sort of, all the pieces were coming into place at that point. It seems like it shouldn't be as big a deal as it is to have somebody like that in the room, but it is. It's it's a massive kind of like, it's almost like a pillar to lean on, just to like lean on their advice, lean on their, their you know, their calm demeanor. Like, hey, I've been here. I've done that. You know, you know me as a person, like somebody's got to win. You know, it's 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 not like fantasy land lifting that cup over your head. Like real people get to do it and I've done it and this is how, you know, and, and I think, you know, it, it sounds kind of stupid, but, you know, taking the Stanley Cup from this kind of fantasy world dreamland into reality, it, it helps to have somebody that's been there and done it before and like lifted it and, you know, touched it and drank from it and, 
you know, kind of walk the walk, right? So it uh, it really is, you know, a huge help and, and, and a guiding light, I guess, within the locker room of, of, of actually getting the job done. And I think through all the episodes so far, Mark's name maybe comes up the most of anyone, probably, with some of the speeches he gave and, and some of those inspirational moments. And we'll ask him about some of those speeches that he gave right after this on Cue the Memories, presented by Bud Light. Cue the Memories, brought to you by Bud Light. Score exclusive merch and more at BudLightLegends.com. And we're back on this episode of Cue the Memories, and we're so happy to have joining us now, Mark Recchi. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, man, it's awesome to be on here. It's great. Nice to have you, Rex. Good to see you. It's been too long, pal. Yeah, hopefully we'll have a little fun this summer. Yeah, where do we find you right now? Where are you at? I'm in Jersey, uh, just uh, back at my place in Jersey here. So hanging out, we just uh, had a little day off today. So so we're just kind of winding down here a little bit. Well, that's nice. And then for people that uh, haven't uh, kept up to the day-to-day of where, what you're up to, what, what's uh, the job title, what are you doing, what's your day-to-day look like? We've got teammates all over the hockey landscape right now. It's crazy. Every guy we talk to has has a role in player development or you know, assistant GMs, just like all kinds of crazy stuff. So it seems like every single guy from that team is involved in hockey. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's it is. I mean, it's great to you know, I just seeing all the guys obviously staying in the game. I mean, we you know that it's just you know a great thing to be part of. And yeah, so I'm just I'm assistant coach in New Jersey now with the Devils and uh, first year, and it's it's been good. We got a really young team, so it's kind of like player development and babysitting at the same time so it's awesome it's been it's been a lot of fun well thank you for taking the time out especially on a day off to come join us and uh we've been walking uh the path of memory lane and and waxing poetic about how great we were and and uh, some pretty pretty good stories but like russo said in the intro i mean your name keeps popping up uh for good reason uh i know i touched on it you've played thousands of hockey games and, and that's not even an exaggeration like I kind of made, made light of a joke like oh he's played 3,000 games I, if you added up your junior <laughs> NHL you know playoffs it's probably close to 3,000 games like it, it's actually crazy uh, how much hockey you've played in your life and and uh and you're still in the game I mean wow like it's that's a lot of days at the rink man yeah it's uh you know but I wouldn't wouldn't have it any other way, man. It's, uh, it's been, it's been incredible and the game's been incredible to me and great to me. And, you know, I just love being around it and, uh, you know, I love hockey and, you know, I'm too young to retire. So I'll keep doing this for a little while and then sail off into the sunset at some point. But, uh, right now I still love it and still have a passion for it. And, and uh, just being around the guys, still the camaraderie, still, you know, still love that and being part of it. It's even though it's different in coaching, you still have, you know, you still have a lot of fun with the coaches and you can still, you know, the good thing is you still build great relationship with the players as well. Russo, have you, have you done anything 3000 times? Like, I don't, have you even gotten out of bed 3000 times? I don't think so. I'd have to do the math. I'm, I'm almost 28 years old. What's the math on that? I don't think so. All, all jokes aside. I mean, we, uh, you know, we've, we've been t- talking about uh, obviously the cup run. Um, but one of the other things that I, I really actually selfishly like is just to actually dig into some of the stuff that I probably don't know about guys you know it is you're in a locker room you're, you know you're having the conversations whatnot but I actually don't know even some of the background of a lot of the guys just how they made the NHL you know where they grew up um, you know what was your path like I mean it it, it goes back into the 1960s I guess <laughs> well I was born in the 60s so <laughs> did you play against rocket richard yeah i was close just missed him oh just missed him no uh <laughs> where did uh where did you play your 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 uh hockey growing up did you play other sports you know what was the light bulb moment where you're like oh my god hockey's my thing this is gonna be you know an, a hall of fame career in the making like what did that look like for you um well i i born and raised in i grew up in Kamloops, british columbia and you know started playing hockey you know, back then it was not as early as now. Probably started playing when we were six. Uh, three brothers, so we all we all started playing, and and then just kind of played minor hockey through uh, in Kamloops through uh, the time I was sixteen, and I was uh, listed by the newest Mister Bruins, and then I ended up getting traded back home to the Kamloops uh, Blazers at that point. So that worked out. You know, obviously worked out great going home. But I, I growing up, I played all sports. I played uh, baseball, soccer. 
basketball. I played whatever I could. And, and um, you know, we didn't skate in the summer. So, you know, we, you know, we, we played other sports and really enjoyed it. And, and uh, you know, I never probably the time I was like 15 or 16, I started skating with skating with a lot of the junior uh, team players that were coming back into the town, the older guys, uh, I'd be skating with them. And, and so I started to realize that I, you know, maybe I had a chance to number one, just to play juniors. And then once I made juniors, I started, you know, having some success and then you get drafted at some point. I got drafted as a 19 year old and kind of just went from there, you know, I turned pro and then you know, I was very fortunate to, you know, play a little bit of time in the minors, which was great. Uh, really enjoyed it. And, you know, won a championship down there, met some great guys and, and then just took the next step from there. Did you win a Memorial Cup in junior? I did not. No, we lost to Portland. Or we lost to Medicine Hat, actually, the one year to go to the Memorial Cup, but I uh, never got there. So you got a Calder and Stanley Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Turner Cup. It was Turner Cup. I was in the IHL. Oh, you know what? I played my very first professional game in the IHL, so that, that'll uh, that's all right I, for the Kansas City Blade. So yeah, no, that, that was a that was a tough league. There was some uh, there was some good ones. <laughs> and so who who were your heroes growing up? Like guys that you watched? Like for me, when I came to the NHL, like my most mind blowing moment was was seeing Mario, just because I had a Mario jersey like as a Christmas gift when I was young, and I I was like the best Christmas gift ever, and like. It was really weird, you know, walking into a locker room and seeing a guy who you, you know, had a poster of on your wall and wore his jersey as a kid. And, uh, you know, who was that guy for you? You know what? It was it was Brian Trotche. And I ended up playing with him and winning a couple of them. So, yeah, it was it was incredible. And uh, we're still great friends, obviously, to this day. But growing up, they were winning all those cups. And I just, you know, I you know, just loved the way he played, loved everything. And, and he comes over as a free agent to from the Islanders and I'm playing with him. I'm sitting beside him too. They, uh, Bob Johnson put me p- between him and Joey Mullen. And, you know, I couldn't ask for two get better guys to be, you know, uh, surrounded by. So it was pretty neat. That's awesome. So Mark, obviously, you know, you have this great career, probably a hall of fame career already when you got to Boston, when you did arrive at, at the deadline there in 09, did you see it immediately? Did you know that it was a special group? Um, and what was that transition like to that locker room? Oh, uh, man, it, they made it so easy for me. It was such an easy transition. And as fair, you know, knows there's so many great people in that dress room. And, and it was there. And, and, you know, the pieces were all there. And I just wanted to come in and just be a little piece of the puzzle and, and be a part of it. Because, uh, you know, especially when I got there and you started seeing how good these young guys were and, and, um, you know, how our decor was built and, and, you know, you got the goaltending, we had, you know, we had two terrific goaltenders. So you had all the pieces and it's just now, you know, you go from there, but, uh, you know, guys like fair and, and Z and all those guys were just, you know, they was, they welcome you with open arms and, and, uh, you know, you, you're part of a family instantly and it's great. I think the nice thing that worked really well there too, and, you know, maybe you could touch on this, but I didn't really, uh, see it as much on some of the other teams I played with is is obviously Z was captain, but it was really leadership by committee. And Z was really good at kind of delegating off um, certain, you know, responsibilities to more guys too. So it kind of spread the load, right? So it wasn't all on his plate. Um, he, you know, he gave ownership to a lot of us. And I, I don't know, it, it was a it was a different combination than I've, I've seen on a lot of teams where, you know, you have that one stud that kind of dictates everything and has to be the voice every time and has to, you know, be the only one that goes in, <clears throat> you know, talks to coaches and, it's just kind of, you know, all on one person's shoulders. Um, it was spread a little bit more out, you know, between us. And I think that that really helped. And, you know, for yourself too, it, it's, it's almost weird, right? Like you came in Hall of Famer already you know, onto our squad. You'd, you'd just uh, expect like, wow, let's just give all these responsibilities to you. But did you feel like that helped to kind of, you know, just the Lotus spread out? Oh, no question. Yeah. It, I mean, it was awesome right from the get go. And, you know, you could just feel it and, and you could see guys like Luch and even like uh, Burgie and like they were, you know, you know, they were had leadership qualities that, you know, that eventually were going to come out and, you know, Z was awesome at it. And, and you guys all, I mean, all you guys were, I mean, Thority, you and, and, uh, you know the leadership group was that was there when I when I came in. You guys made me feel comfortable, and then it was easy just to kind of slide into that into that group with you guys because of that. And you just kind of go from there. And when everybody's in it together and doing the right things, and we're all on the same page, you're going to have success. And I give Claude a lot of credit. Uh, you know he and you know he empowered the leadership group as well. He let us manage the room, and some coaches don't give that ownership to the players. And he trusted the leadership, and he let us you know 
control that room and manage the room and and knew that there wouldn't be any issues. We'd handle whatever was going on in there. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, and you know what you, like, well, especially you, and, and I think probably Z were the two guys that had these pretty crazy resumes that, you know, could be pretty intimidating. The magic of, of making that kind of room work was guys like you and Z not kind of thrusting your resume in everybody's face, you know, or like, especially like the young guys and, and actually quite the opposite, like demanding of guys like Luch or, or Marshy or Segs even in their very first years to say like, I've might've played 2000 games or whatever it is. And done all these things and won cups, but I'm just a teammate and you're a teammate. And so you're allowed to speak up. But with that comes the cost of responsibility. Like we, ex- we expect you to be just as professional as we are. We expect you to work just as hard as we do. We expect, it's not like a freebie where you get to kind of speak up and take a leadership role, but there, there's a cost to it. But man, you guys did that so well. And, and, you know, it's not super rare in the, in the sport of hockey, you know, because, you know, guys are fairly humble, but I always, always I was always really amazed by that just because you guys have accomplished so much and, and it wasn't like a fake humbleness. It really was so genuine. And, and I thought that just was incredibly valuable for the young guys to feel comfortable and feel like they had a voice and to have spelled out to them really in black and white terms, what was expected of them, you know, what, what was the cost of that voice? So I, I don't know if that, did you learn that from somebody? Because that was incredible. Well, absolutely. I mean, like Brian Trotche was, I mean, he's won, he won four Stanley Cups. He was going to be a Hall of Famer and how he treated me and how just being around that every day, it had a big influence on me and, and Joey Mullen had won as well. And uh, just his demeanor and they were just humble, humble guys and just treated everybody like just made you feel so good and comfortable. And and I always wanted to, you know, I always wanted the young guys and and everybody else to just to feel good about you know being in the dressing room and that's the most important thing like he made me feel great about coming to the rink every day and you feel part of it and uh you know i always want to do that and, and hockey's a great sport anyways like you said you hit it right on the net like there's not too many guys that are, are not humble in hockey and and they're genuine and and you know so it it just makes it easy and obviously being around that really helped me and, and helped me learn so yeah, I got to play with Joey Mullen. He was, he was a teammate of mine, and I'll, I'll double stamp that one. Like, what a guy. He was so nice. Yeah, there's no question. So. so there's the two heartbreaking Game 7 losses in 09 and 10. How much did those propel you to saying, I'm coming back for the 10-11 season? What was your, your mindset? Were you thinking, I'm going to take one more crack at it? I know we're right there. What was that process like? Because there was a lot of talk about you know, whether that was going to be your final season. Did you view it that way? when when you signed that one year deal um i i didn't i didn't i mean i kind of you know i wanted to go into the season just ready to go because i really did believe in the group we had and you know i knew we were right there you know we we'd been through some things together and i just think it really helped us and and that training camp was terrific we, uh it was vermont like we were up in vermont right was it a fair i think it was vermont yeah yeah I get my ears mixed up. One year we're in Vermont, another year we're on some desolate island. We're getting old. We can't remember where the heck, but uh, you know, I think it was, and you know, I really think we, you know, we had a great time up there, but we kind of talked about the, the year before, cause we, you know, we obviously lost those four straight and had those injuries and um, you know, we just, you know, fell short and we kind of got rid of that there and just built off it. And I just, but I knew with the group of guys we had, and, you know, I think, I think we were, we were ready to be a championship team. And, and then obviously you got to stay healthy and you got to get your breaks and you got to do all that. But I really believed in the group we had and, and I, I did want to give it one more shot. And I didn't know if I was going to retire or, or not at the time when I made the decision to sign, but I was, you know, obviously, you know, you're, you, I was 42, 243 that year. So you knew the writing was at the wall at some point, but, um, you know, the way it ended was obviously the way you can't dream of, you know, you can't dream of something like that. So it's, uh, you know, but it was, uh, it was a special, it was a special time and special year. Do you have any moments like during that year, like certain games, like not, not even in playoffs, but just during the year where it felt different and, you know, maybe it was a, a turning point for us. Like I, I remember just a few games, I mean, during the regular season, especially after, you know, making the playoffs every year, sometimes, you know, regular season, you can get into a kind of a lull. And I feel like we, we always had like the perfect timing on, you know, some crazy game some fight filled game or some really good road trip or you know just some kind of memory making night out with the guys or whatever it was but we're we're able to like keep that 
season fresh. And the one thing that stood out from that whole season to me was I never felt like a lull that whole year. It just felt like everybody was so dialed in and just that's the only thing that sticks out to me from that that regular season um, was that there was no just kind of ho-hum, you know, time like where you go through a whole month just kind of floating through. Um, but, you know, do you remember any like certain games or anything like that during that season that's, that stick out? Um, there was a lot of great moments. Uh, we had a great trip out west. We came back and we, it was probably our first little like, oh, we kind of had a little bit of, we weren't playing as good as we, we did. We kind of, you could see the wheel spinning a little bit for our group. And I know there was, there was a lot of talk, oh, we're not good enough, we're not this. But I felt our dressing room was so strong. And I remember talking to Claude about this. I said, don't worry about the dressing room. We're going to be fine. And don't worry, we're going to come out of this. This is, you know, we're going to be great. To me, that was the defining moment. Of our, I knew our team was ready to take on whatever. Because we, you know, it was kind of, I forget exactly the time of year it was, but it was maybe, it was right before the trade deadline. I think it was maybe close to before the trade deadline when we got back. I knew our dressing room. It was like there was no panic in our dressing room at all. It was just like, you know what? We're going to get through this together. And we're going to, we're going to be better for it. And I just felt like we kind of took after that, we just, you know, I, I had such a good feeling about it after that. And I just realized that this team, you know, we got something special here and, and uh, we're not going to let anything get in our way. There was some noise outside noise. Um, obviously, you know, you know, and, and we just, it was completely ignored by the group. And I just thought, you know what, this group is ready. Like now yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we're, whatever comes our way, we're going to face it. We're going to, we're going to deal with it and do our, and, and do our best. So, you know, to me, that was the real special moment that I felt during that year. And then we just kind of took off from there. Did you get actually like leaned on by the coaches more than we probably knew as, as other players? I mean, cause you know, with your experience and, and, and what you had been through and especially with the cops and all that, like, I imagine you'd be a wealth of information for, for Claude and for the other coaches too. And did they lean on you? Do you feel like? Yeah, they think they leaned on D and I, you know, I think they needed the reassurance and, um, you know, and that was one of the times where, you know, I think Claude was a little, cause there was a lot of noise on the outside. And, and uh, I said, Claude, don't worry. This, this team is not anything. And so those were one of the, you know, the moments that, you know, he, he probably leaned on me a little bit there. You know, I think he, he maybe needed a little reassurance, like, you know, the teams were good and, you know, we were, and, and I told him that, and I said, there's no issues with the team. So, you know, let, don't worry about it. And, you know, and there was, there was always little, little times that, that he did, but, you know, he, I think he just believed he, he really took a step back and, and he trusted what, you know, all of us were doing as leadership group and, and, uh, you know, obviously you included fair, like he believed in us and, and, uh, he let us, you know, handle that room, which was, I thought was awesome. Yeah. No, it was. Well, it's it's no different than that relationship with the rookies, right? Older guy and rookie and coach and players. Like, it's that ability to have the expectations that, you know, this is your responsibility. I'll give it to you, but it comes with a cost, right? That's a good uh, time to transition to that speech that everybody's been talking about. Uh, after getting down 0-2 to Montreal, uh, sort of along those lines, you sort of said, it's okay. We're going to be okay. Just because we're down 0-2 does not mean that this run is over. Take us through that speech is that something that you felt you had to do was it something you thought about when exactly did it happen what was that whole process like yeah I, I don't you know I don't know exactly when it happened but I, I just knew that you know I'd been through it already once and, and, and it was 06 and we were down exact same scenario uh we were down going to Montreal we were down 02 and uh, you know I don't think it was meant to be this big you know I just wanted to share my feelings and and, you know, I think it gets a little bit more credit than it probably deserves. But, you know, it was just something I really felt confident. I, I just, you know, like I said, I, the stuff I saw the previous, you know, years and, and even the, like I talked about that incident when we came back from that West Coast and we had a little adversity. It was just another thing that I knew we were going to face and uh, we were going to face it head on and, and we were going to take it a game at a time and, and we were going to go from there. And, and uh, you know, the guys did, you know, I didn't, I didn't, there was no panic. Uh, I thought it was great after we, we, you know, we won game three and then I think we, we went up to Lake Placid. We had a couple of days and I think that was great. What the, what the team did, you know, got us away from the city and we got up there and, you know, we were able to just kind of 
stay focused and, and then, you know, get away from it a little bit and go up to a, a real cool place. So I remember the speech. <laughs> I mean, I don't have the best memory either. <laughs> I, I, it's a little fuzzy, but I, I remember Rex coming in and just saying, I'm not mad at you guys. I'm just disappointed in you. You know, it's when your dad gives you heck and you just feel horrible. And, All right. We got to, we got to win this for Rex. Feel shame. Yeah. <laughs> It might not, it might not have been exactly like that, but, was, <laughs> but we did, it, you know, here's the thing though. I think at some point during the year, I can't really remember when, but you, you probably, you know, mentioned the fact that I, this is probably my last year. Right. And like you said, it wasn't like you came out with some proclamation, like this is my last year or whatever, but we all kind of knew like last year sucked yeah. against Philly. You know, that was horrible for all of us, let alone to end a career on something like that. So, you know, we weren't, we weren't going to let that happen to you. That's for sure. So we didn't want to let you down, but, but at, at, at a certain level too, like, you know, you are selfishly playing for, for yourself and your own dreams. But you know, when, when Rex does step up in the room and have a speech and, and talk about, you know, like, don't be rattled. We got this with your confidence. Like he's saying those things, but we're, it's also coming from a place where you don't want to disappoint him. Like he's the guy you care about so much, you know, he's, he's a teammate and you know that this could be his last year. And, and so it, it carried a lot of extra weight for sure. Uh, I, I do. I don't remember all the words, but I can remember you walking around the dressing room kind of half, you know, with, with the, <laughs> you know, yeah. half dressed with your <laughs> hockey pants on and <laughs> just kind of pacing around. And yeah. I, I have a pretty good vivid memory of that uh, yeah. and, and, and the weight that that carried. So yeah. um, it, it gets, I think it gets its due credit. So I, I checked my driver's license today. I'm 42 and I don't know, I'm watching the games on TV and the guys are flying, man. And, and I'm watching Bergie and Marsh, and they're flying up and down the ice, and, and I'm like, "This is great to watch. I'm I'm okay with watching. <laughs> like, I don't think I can play. <laughs> like, this is pretty good." But man, those are your line mates. I get it. Like, you're good, but holy crap, man! Those, like, those those are the two of the most dynamic players in the league, and you're just ripping ripping around with them. Like, how does that work? At, at uh, sorry, like you were old, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I, know. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's incredible. Like you, I don't know, you took good care of yourself. That's for sure. Yeah. Good red wine that kept me going. So, you know, that was my fuel to keep up with those two guys because man, they, I mean, it was special to obviously play with them and, and, you know, they're, you know, obviously they're, they're such great guys and they were such great teammates and I can't, I was watching them last night and I just let me, God, they're still so damn good right now. And they were awesome. They're still out there flying. And Bergy just looks as great as ever. Marshy's, you know, just keeps getting better. And it's like, man, this is fun to watch. And, you know, I, I, I'm really enjoying seeing them and watching them. And, and uh, you know, it's it's great. And, you know, to go back a little bit, Farron, like, I just wanted to bring this up. Like, like being a guy who had been fortunate to win, you know, you talk about, you know, you guys don't want to let me down. Like, I didn't want to let you guys down either. Like, I wanted you guys to feel you know, because you, we had such a special group. I wanted you guys to feel that as well, you know, and, and uh, you know, I wanted you to feel this, the, the, you know, holding up the Stanley cup and what that feels like. And, and uh, you know, so I didn't want to let you guys down either. So, you know, that was, you know, that was the, the great thing. You know, the thing I really enjoyed was like, I wanted to, you know, try and do whatever I could to help you guys get that feeling because there is nothing better. And yeah, even selfishly, I wanted to win another one too, but you know, there's nothing better than it. And, and I was fortunate and, you know, to be able to be a little piece of helping, you know, you guys get that feeling is what really drove me as well. So. Well, and you got to play such a huge role. I mean, it's one thing to say like, Oh yeah, the old guy with all the experience gave a great speech, but man, like you were playing huge minutes and, and on, on a incredibly productive line scoring huge goals. Like I said, like you guys were dynamic game breakers for us, you know? So it's one thing like, yeah, bring in bring in the guy with all the knowledge and the experience, and and you know, I play him a couple couple minutes a night, and he gives a couple good speeches. But that was not the case. <laughs> like you were an essential part of our team, and and that doesn't get enough credit. Like like I said, at you know, at that point in your career, like you've taken a lot of lumps, a lot of injuries, a lot of bumps. You weren't shying away from too many net fronts or or corners. Like I know how that feels, and, and so I I just think like. The fact that you played such an essential role on our team in so many minutes and, and with those two uh, two dynamic players, I mean, let me just put it out there. It's it's more impressive than people think. <laughs> it's even, whatever you think it is, it's even more. Uh, but I mean, take us into, you know, some of those games. I mean, 
you know, playing with Marshy and Berge, I know we, we talked to some of the other lines, you know, Pevs and, you know, Chris Kelly, that, you know, they had kind of their own conversations amongst themselves as line of what they expected of each other and, you know, with, with rides and, and all that. So they'd have like side conversations. How did it work with you and, and Berge and Marsh? What was that dynamic like? Were they, did they just shut up and listen to you or was it, was it a really kind of open dialogue or, you know, what did you guys expect of yourselves? Well, that was a great thing. We, it was always open dialogue with us. And, and uh, you know, Marshy, we were trying to settle him down half the time on the bench. But, uh, you know, he, he's, <laughs> he was a ball of fire, you know, half the time. So um, just to try and keep him calm. But, no, we, we always talk. I mean, we basically played together for almost two years. And, and uh, you know, when you played together every night and, you know, the dialogue's awesome. I mean, you know, we, ex- we had great expectations like stay, you know, we got to stay close to each other. We got to work for each other. And. I mean, they they just made it so easy for, you know, an old guy like me. Like, they really did. Like, they were such dynamic players and such good players. And, you know, they just came to another level. And, you know, it, it's fun for an old guy to play with those young guys. They kept me young. They really did. And, and the whole team did, really. But, you know, we had lots of fun dialogue, lots of talk. Like, you know, we just relaxed and played. You know, we just played the game where we knew. I, and I told them, we play our game. That's good enough. You know, you guys are great players. Just play your game. Don't try and do you know, do something that you're not because you're, you're, you know, you're a superstar in the league, just play your game and then things will come. It's hard almost not to talk about Philly, but that's almost like the forgotten series in that, in that, in that uh, playoff run, just because we, you know, we got through them quick, but playing against a former team in the playoffs, there's little extra incentive. Even if you have like the best relationship with that former team, you always want to beat your former team. <laughs> and so I don't know if that you felt the same way. Like there's a little extra cherry on top there for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And, it, you know, when we got up three nothing, it was like we were not letting it go. And, you know, we were going to beat them no matter what. So, uh, you know, and that was our team's mentality, which I loved. So, you know, it was like, you know, not this year. No way. It, it was awesome. We do forget that that Tampa Bay series. And it's my favorite game. I think I have hockey I've ever played, but game seven against Tampa Bay at home in the garden, which was literally being shaken off its foundation. You know, no penalties, super close, and then a chance to, you know, go to the cup. I mean, I know it's hard to rank games when you played so many in your life, but I mean, it's it's right, like I said, right at the top for me. Do you have similar feelings? I absolutely do, because that, that was, an, it was, it was an incredible game. Like for a one nothing game, it was absolutely incredible. Like, you know, you couldn't have had a better hockey game. I mean, it was physical. It was fast. I mean, we had it was everything. You know, came down to one huge play, and and uh, you know Nathan again, but uh, you know Kretsch made the play. He came up the ice, and we had been talking about because they were playing, uh, they were playing that whatever that one one three or one three one or whatever they were playing, and uh, we talked about beating that winger on that side because they always kind of push you towards the defenseman because they're a little better at standing up the blue line than the than the defenseman, and and Kretsch took advantage of it. But it was such an incredible game, like it was unreal to be part of. I mean, it really was hundred with you there fair it was just a you know the relief and you know we did it but I didn't I really didn't have any doubts you know I really felt that we were going to win that game anyways but you know when it finally happens it's just incredible you know what's so cool too is is at the end of that game obviously the crowd's going nuts and it was like deafening for 10 minutes straight you know however long it was at the end of the game but when we finally won that look on everybody's face when you gather around the goalie was like oh my god we're going to the cup final (laughs) it's just kind of like this like giddiness of like like this realization right before it turns back into like okay serious now i gotta concentrate on the final my next game there was a momentary lapse in like roboticness of playoffs where you just kind of say like wow okay like engage childhood dreams like uh, this is it like and, and you're at home and yeah the crowd's going nuts and they they bring out the Eastern Conference trophy. Like that whole experience is so cool. And the neat thing is, is like the young guys, you know, like Rex looked just as, as excited as all of them. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. Oh, yeah. No, it, it was incredible. And we all went up and got our picture with uh, Bill Daly. And that was, you know, that was just such a great feeling and, and a great moment for us and as a group. I mean, we all just, we got around it and we, you know, got a picture with that trophy. And then we, you know, we went out to, it's that little bar over in um, Charleston. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. How did, how did we squeeze that in? We had a few days. That's nice. That must've been Thority. Thority, he must've arranged that. If we went, if we cro- if we crossed the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we needed a special permit from him to come over into his town. <laughs> exactly. So there is all that excitement. The Bruins are going to the Stanley Cup final for the first time in 21 years or whatever it was. And then 
you guys end up in a similar spot to round one, down 0-2. Did you have a similar type of address to the team? Did you say anything? Because you came out in game three, and you had a great game. You had the two goals. You got in Lapierre's face with the with the fingers. It looked like you were fired up. Obviously, that, that was after you know the Horty hit. But what was your mindset there going into that game three back on home ice? We were so good at home, and... You know, I, I don't think the guys needed any speech that when we were going home and, you know, the energy was, man, I mean, fair, it was incredible. It, it really was. And, and, you know, it, it was hard. I mean, Christ, if you weren't ready for that one, it's something, something was wrong. So, uh, but we were ready and we were ready and, and, you know, we, we just took control of the game right away. And, and, you know, everybody's talking about how we hadn't, we, you know, we hadn't, we hadn't scored much in Vancouver yet or, and, you know, but we came out and we played the game we needed to play. And then seesaw battle after that night, every night, every, you know, uh, win a couple in a row at home and then go there and lose and, and then come back home and everybody's thinking, you know, they're going to win. And we just, you know, we just kept, weather in the storm and just you know kept believing in ourselves and in both buildings the atmosphere is incredible but obviously when you're you know when you're playing in front of your whole crowd there was it was insane it really was yeah i'm not a historian so like i like i said we need luch to, to usually fact check all this but had you 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 must have you must have scored in finals before yeah yeah a whole bunch you scored goals all the time i sent you a picture though of those goalies you used to play against there and, <laughs> They didn't even wear pads back then. So what did it feel like to score in the finals when the goalie was actually wearing pads? Like, that must have been a better feeling. Yeah, it was a good feeling, really good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I sent I sent Rex a message the other day where we had a group chat going and I had these old hockey cards out and, and I had one of Rex and then I from the same year from – I had one of the goalie that he was playing against, like the goalies. And they swear to God, they were wearing like shin pads, man. Like, yeah. I'm like, Rex, how didn't you, you should have scored like a thousand goals every year. Like it's insane. Yeah, exactly. How did you miss? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the old, uh, old brown pads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Too funny. No, but you scored, yeah, some huge goals. And I'm just, I'm trying to understand because like a lot, for a lot of us, like we, we wake up, you know, okay, boom, boom, boom. We play all the games. We go back to Vancouver for game seven. I know for a lot of us, like the morning of game seven, it's like, okay, like, you know, you're, you got the mindset, you're like all ramped up. You know, a lot of us went for walks along the water, this and that, you know, you're thinking about the big game, but at that point, like you were pretty much sure, like, this is my last hockey game. Was that basically determined at that point like for a lot of us like yeah like i said you're waking up okay this is my chance to win you know win and have my childhood dream like for you this is my last hockey game plus all the other stuff like i can't even imagine like what's going through your mind that morning yeah no you know what it was i was honestly i was it was calm it really was uh the night before and i and i know you you know know this i you know, I didn't want to bother too many people, but, you know, I just, I had Thority come up. I ordered a bottle of wine, a little wine from the Okanagan and, and up to the room and sat in the, uh, in my room and had the window, you know, we had the sliding glass or sliding doors and I was over, we overlooked the water there and it was beautiful. I just sat and sipped on a glass of wine and just said, Hey, this is, this is my last game tomorrow. And just wanted to enjoy a glass of wine. And, and, uh, so it was good. We, you know, we, we enjoyed a nice glass of wine, but then the next day it was honestly, it was just complete calm. I had a great feeling about the team. I really believe we were going to win. You know, we were going to, we were going to win this together. And, and, you know, I knew it was the right time for me to re, you know, regardless of what happened, I knew it was the right time for me to, uh, to walk away and, and, um, whatever happened, I was glad it was, ending with the, the group of guys that uh, you know I was very fortunate to be part of and you know for two and two and two and a bit years so you know it was pretty cool and, and just I was you know I was relaxed and, and ready to go so. so game seven you know Bergie gets to Marshy gets to you're on the ice which one of those goals at what point did you say all right I think we've got it this is this is it was it that last empty netter that that's what a lot of the guys have been saying when we scored the first goal you know what it, it was so weird I, and i've said this but i i we could see it like when we got up to two when we made it one or two and then you know but you could see it in their eyes that they they were almost defeated you know they couldn't believe we got up and then you know obviously two nothing and you know just the couple of the shorthanded goal uh that Bergie scored and it's it just you know obviously you don't feel comfortable until it's over but i really honestly when we scored that first goal I said this is our game you know and uh, I believe it was going to be our game anyways but 
you know, when, when we got up one nothing in their building, um, you know, it, it kind of put them on their heels a little bit. And, uh, you know, and Timmy was incredible too. I mean, Timmy had an incredible game and, you know, there was nothing going to get by him uh, at that point as well. So, you know, it was destined for, you know, him to, to end it like it did. So, man, I wish I wish I would have realized uh, that we were winning so early. I would have enjoyed that game a lot more. <laughs> Yeah, I really enjoyed the last few minutes, but yeah, you know, like that would have been cool to have like a good time for two and a half hours. So, so one of my favorite memories is yeah, clocks ticking down, you know, the buzzer goes off. There's you know gloves flying everywhere, sticks. I actually like I was I was a little late off the bench because I remember giving Doug Huda a huge hug and just like oh my god and like celebrating with him. I looked around, and everybody's gone. <laughs> and I jumped jumped on the ace. And uh, lucky, lucky for me, you were pretty slow too because I found you, and I just like yeah. I just remember giving you the biggest bear hug and just like yeah. holding on for dear life, and like oh my god, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just needed some love, uh, and and I found uh, I found I found the legend to 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 have that moment with. But I mean, man, I, I'll remember that like forever, like just yeah. uh, seeing you there and just the excitement and yeah, seeing kind of the craziness of it all, but. Uh, uh, but thanks for being there for me, bud. I would have been that guy on the outside of the circle trying to jump in there and just kind of bouncing off. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, I know we were getting in anyway, so <laughs> you know, it worked out good. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty awesome because yeah, I was a little late. We, it was an awesome moment, that's for sure. And and you know, I, the whole thing was so, you know special with that you know you and the whole group. It just there's no words to describe it. You know, it's just like you can't believe it. You're finally there, and, and uh, you know. Uh, the excitement and the fun and and you know after that and you know the relief really like before we you know we get it we did it you know and and uh, all the adversity we've been through we did it you know we we faced it and we just knocked it down and and uh, did what we had to do so you'd won the cup before but you never had like your kiddos at an age where they could kind of probably understand like what's going on and this and that so you you won like with your family right like, that must have been pretty cool for you yeah it was incredible and you know they were yeah like i said they were you know they were they were at a good age now then they, they could understand it and just to, for them to come down on the ice and and uh you know it was pretty incredible and and being bc born to win in bc and you know i know the people don't like me in vancouver anymore but or maybe they never did but you know what it, it is what it is you know it was it was a great place to end my career as well uh winning the cup in my home province and that i grew up in uh and you know it, it had some you know a special moment there as well so the whole celebration goes down and then you know you go in the room and and you tell the team that you, that that was it how emotional was that and and just what what was that moment like well it's just you know i didn't want to really make it a big deal so it wasn't it was the end we won the cup it was more important that we enjoy this all together but i knew it was time and it was a great way to end it and um i just wanted you know to share that it couldn't happen with a better group of guys and, and i was glad that it ended like i said with this group and win or lose that that game um I would have had the greatest memories from this group regardless because we went through a lot together and we enjoyed a lot together and some hard times together. And, and then, you know, when you go through both and then you finally succeed is, is pretty, you know, pretty awesome. And it's just, you know, it was, it was good. We ran out of beer though. We actually did. We ran, how do you run out of beer? Like, I mean, no idea. <laughs> is that the NHL that does that or, yeah. or the team? Because the whoever NHL. did it didn't order. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta call my colleagues and tell them to order more. <laughs> I forgot about that too. Yeah, we ran out on the plane too. Well, they only had, they only had a little bit on the plane. I know. I don't know. We were drinking whatever was left in the plane. <laughs> I think we did just fine after that, though. Was like, yeah, yeah, um, we were okay. <laughs> so, so the the jacket, you know, the starter jacket that we gave out had two incredibly perilous moments. The first time it got handed out was to Luch, which I actually forgot. He reminded me of. Yeah. <laughs> and that jacket was like three sizes too small for him. So we're lucky that the jacket even survived the first time it got worn because it would have split. <laughs> but the last time the jacket ever got worn was by you. And that was actually pretty dangerous because you put it on over top of your equipment, which was actually, which was actually incredible. I was like, oh, man, I just wanted to give it to you. And you're like so proud you put it on and stuff. Yeah. But we're, we're raising the banner. You know, we're 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 back in the in the garden with the cup and raising the banner. That was a special night, man. And to yeah, have that moment with you and and to yeah to see you throwing throwing the jacket was pretty cool for for all yeah. of us. And I, well, I just uh, that was kind of a nice like you know bow tie on on everything, I guess. Yeah, it really was. And you know, I never you know obviously you know the 
the things you said were incredible fair i mean uh very thoughtful I and mean, just you know a lot of emotion you brought out when you you know you talked about you know everything and when you when you handed me the jacket it was uh it was incredible and you know i knew it, it belongs in the dress room and i'm glad it's you know i don't even know if it's still in there i hope it's still in there somewhere but um last time i saw it, it's it's hanging up there yeah it's got a good spot yeah so yeah that's cool so i mean it, that's where it belongs and it's uh it was a special night. Yeah, and you had to help me get it off. I couldn't get the jacket off. After. <laughs> I could barely get it on, but I, <laughs> I looked stuck. <laughs> no, uh, it was yeah. perfect, man. It was awesome. Yeah. Great memories, great times, tell you that. And hope we can do it again this summer. Enjoy it together. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, Russo, we want to tie this bad boy up? Let's do some rapid fire to wrap it up. So speaking of beer, I know you guys said you ran out of it, but I don't think you ran out of beer at Foxwoods. So we've seen the receipt. There's a lot of Bud Light on that receipt. Who was drinking all the Bud Light that night at Foxwoods? It wasn't me. I was drinking wine. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's no way it was Rex. You're the finest <laughs> no. wine on the menu, please, sir. Yeah, yeah, I was drinking red wine there. I can tell you that. <laughs> I might have been into vodka too at that point. So, But no beer. <laughs> a couple sips of the champagne too. What was your getaway spot in Boston? Like, I know, you know, all the wine talk aside, but like you, you know, you must have had a nice little uh, hideaway to get uh, some quiet time in. Yeah, you know what? I love this Strega waterfront. I loved going there and just having a great meal and just relaxing. And, uh, and a great thing about Boston is you can walk around and you can just get your quiet time. You know, I did a lot of walking around. Uh, if I needed to just relax, I just would, I would go do that. But uh, the restaurant that I, I really kind of, Whenever I wanted to just kind of chill out and, you know, stray at the waterfront that I always ended up for whatever reason there. So, All right. So I want to ask you about this because it's in this full 60 to history book that's over my shoulder here. Three Rings Lounge on the plane. How did that come about and who was with you? Tell us about that. I was Thorny. Yeah, I was, that was Thorny. He came up with that. So, um, you know, <laughs> so we just... I don't know. He, he came up with it and, you know, we just, you know, we'd have, uh, you know, we'd have some wine back there. So we had some, we had, we always had a little stash back there. So back then, uh, chief, uh, Johnny Busick, he would, he, he allowed us to have a little stock stock back there. So, uh, you know, so whoever wanted a glass of wine would come back and, uh, you know, uh, sit down in the, uh, in the lounge there. So we had, you know, we had, we had the four seats or whatever at the table. More of a speakeasy. Yeah, a little speakeasy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Big Z was beside us. He's, he was monitoring, making sure we we're not getting overboard. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's like it's like having your parent watching you the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was great. No, it was good. We always, guys, you know, we'd all just sit around there and talk, and you know, it was, we had such. I mean, every, every, we had such a good time together, all of us, so all the time, and you know, we we enjoyed it. You know, good times, bad times, we we kind of always just we hung out we stuck together so. i think that's a good good place to uh wrap it up sticking together that's what that team did for sure absolutely rex it's a pleasure man it's always good to see you awesome bud good to see you okay pal thanks for taking the time no problem buddy stay out of the family mark recky thanks so much for joining us uh, we'll be back right after this to wrap up the latest episode of cue the memories presented by bud light the Pro Shop, powered by 47 at the Hub on Causeway, is Bruins fans' one-stop shop to gear up for hockey season. Find the largest selection of authentic jerseys in the city, we had such the latest time together, in Bruins headwear from Bruins all the time, 47, and, you know, we, and we even enjoyed more it. exclusive you know, black and gold merchandise. You know, good times, bad Visit times, the Pro we, Shop during we kind of always just Garden, hung out or and shop together. online anytime at bostonproshop.com. And we're back to wrap up another episode of Cue the Memories. Andy, uh, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking back to when Rex said, I didn't want to let you guys down. Where you were all thinking, we don't want to let him down. He was thinking the opposite. And I think, uh, I don't know, that sticks with me. And I think, you know, he, he is just such an underrated part of that team, I feel like, still. Uh, and I don't know why, because he just seems to have had such an impact again not just on the ice but off the ice and just the influential nature of of what he he did uh for that group is is really it's really something else and it really sticks out yeah well i guess you know that that was a pretty good transaction we had going didn't we <laughs> I mean, unspoken transaction of uh being there for each other but uh he he was incredibly influential i mean and it's like 
passing down, you know, what you learn from, from other teammates, right? Like you said, you know, he learned it from somebody. He's t- he taught somebody, you know, and, and there's guys in the league now that, yeah, whether it's Marshy or Bergy or whatever, they, they learn from Rex and they're passing on that knowledge to, to that next generation, right? So, you know, I think that the part that sticks out to me and the part that I can really remember is how important it was for him to make guys happy to be at the rink and feel good and bring that positive energy and not flex about, you know, how many games he's played or how much experience he's had or, you know, all the goals he's scored, whatever it is. Like, you know, he was all about making other, you know, elevating other people, making other people feel special, making other people feel great about what they've accomplished, making other people, you know, win the cup, (laughs) you know, whatever it was. But, you know, he really did bring that you know, day in and day out. And, you know, sometimes, you know, whether it's a speech in Montreal and, you know, you're down 0-2 and, you know, there's kind of a big rallying cry. But, you know, to his point, it's probably, it probably has too much credit because, you know, there's hundreds of those moments, like what I'm probably just a normal practice day, you know, right? When he's out there elevating people, making sure that, you know, he's he's dragging the best out of all of his teammates. So, um, yeah, so he wasn't there for the rah-rah, one big speech moment. He was day in and day out doing that kind of stuff and, uh, you know, really special teammate. And, you know, even to this day, you talk to Bergie and even Marshy sometimes throughout the year, they're asked uh, by the media, you know, something about leadership or, or whatever it may be and, and, and the culture that's been built here over the course of the last decade, you'll always hear them say Mark Recchi's name. So I think that, all, that again, says all you need to know about the impact he had then and the influence he still has on this team through Bergie and Marshy and Kretsch and those guys that played with him. And I think that's a, that's a great legacy for him, and it's a great legacy for that 2011 Boston Bruins. Yeah, well, great compliment to him, right? It's one thing to have your picture in the Hall of Fame, but it's another thing to have you know former teammates and leaders of the game today you know, openly saying what an influence you were on them. So, I mean, just a, that is a massive compliment to, to, to the, to the man. Absolutely. Well, that was a good one. That was a really good one. I'm so glad, uh, Mark Recchi was able to join us and we have a lot of good ones still to come. Thanks, Fair. Thanks, buddy.